What's up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to the Cloud Gaming Extreme channel. Today, we're going to be hosting a CGX podcast. Now, this is episode three. Just so much to talk about. A lot of news today, when it, this week in general, when it comes to just cloud gaming as a whole, we have this Stadia Connect that we are going to discuss and talk about. We have some announcements when it comes to xCloud. We have some pretty cool titles coming to the GeForce Now platform, not coming, it's already available. So we're going to talk about all of that um, in this video in this podcast. As you guys can see, I'm not in my normal setup. I'm actually having some technical difficulties. So hopefully I should be able to transition to my normal setup. But I just want to introduce and just get an update with what the members of the panel, what they are playing. Uh, so to get started, Holt, what's going on? What are you playing these days? So I've been, been playing yeah. two games today, well, this week. I've been still playing um Swords Art Online, which follows the protagonist, Kirito, from the anime series, and it's a similar story with this game. And also, I decided to spend my £10 Stadia voucher on Dragon Ball Z, which I already own, but I thought it would be great to spend it, because it was free. So, that's what I've been playing. Okay, cool. How about you, Ben? What have you been playing, sir? Uh, I played a little bit of Orcs Orcs Must Die this week. It's uh, more fun than I thought it would be. So what what do you like about it? Because I'm enjoying that game a lot, but I can't like pinpoint exactly why <laughs> I like it. So what what do you like about it? Because, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a you know, it's a tower defense game, but it's you know, there's there's more action and actual. You know, you, you don't just set up the defense and and just let it run you actually have to move around and keep it going i think that's more engaging than a traditional tower defense game sure yeah you have, you have sure. to be active the whole time you're playing sure okay good yeah it's a really fun game and to think that was you know a free game for steady pro members is flipping incredible it's awesome so cool good to hear how about you sandy what are you playing these days and what platform well, this week was a lot of fun. I've actually played more games than I usually do because uh, it's it's been pretty cool because we've had we had F one come out over a week ago. I've been playing that and it's a ton of fun. But Orcs Must Die came out for Stadia and just on cue, I knew a ton of people would enjoy it, and I've been loving the crap out of it. But I've also been uh, on GeForce Now and I've been playing some Death Stranding, and not in a million years did I think I'd be into the Walking Simulator. But man, it is really good. It's a pretty good yeah. game, and I've been good enjoying job, yeah. the. Yeah, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that I'd enjoy it. So the story's been really engaging on that one, and it's been a lot of fun. So I've been doing more gaming than usual, and it's been a really fun week. So there's been some good stuff in cloud gaming, at least in terms of some games coming out. It's been good. That is awesome. That is awesome. Cool. Yeah, I we're gonna talk more about this, Shannon. But Chief, fill me in. What what are you playing, and what platform? Uh, I've had a fun week, so I've been testing a new cloud gaming rig, so more news on that next week, but I've uh, been testing out quite a few games, uh, but yeah, I ended up getting Death Stranding as well, so it's like a film, I'd say. It's, I'm still drawn to it, but I'm not too sure how much longer I'm going to stick with it. I might stick with it a little bit longer to see how engaging that uh, story is, but... 
not to give any spoilers, but the, the main overarching theme as a Briton is not that appealing. <laughs> so, I don't know how much longer I can kind of push that bit, but we'll see. And I've been playing quite a lot of Hyperscape on uh, Shadow PC, actually. But okay. I was absolutely rubbish, so I think I'll have to give that a break for a little while. So, feedback coming? Yeah, that's, that's my, my bad. All right. My bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, he's switching. I think I've muted your other one. Right. Got double ace right now. <laughs> there we go. It should be okay. It's the double ace show. Oh, enjoying that. Where's it going? Here we go. <laughs> we got ace back. There we go. Right, cool. There we go. Crisis averted. Right. Uh, yeah, so Hyperspace and uh, Hyperscape. You got me doing it now, Ace. <laughs> Hyperscape and Death Stranding have been my main ones, but I've also had a bit of Final Fantasy 15 and Warzone chucked in there as well. Okay, cool. How about you, Mark? What have you been playing and what platform? Uh, I've been delving ever deeper into the realms of uh, VR through Shadow with uh, Virtual Desktop. Okay. Um, I'm working towards something. It's a little bit of a project I've been working on at the moment in the ability to be able to live stream on YouTube using the Quest through Virtual Desktop through Ooh. Shadow nice. with a third-party app thrown in there. Cool. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. I'd never heard of it. I spoke to a guy really useful this week. It's called OVR Toolkit. Ooh. And it's one of these that's just made by one guy. And it's just this amazingly fantastic and versatile app that allows you to, regardless of what game you're in, in VR, you can flick your wrist over and it gives you access to any window that's on your PC. Oh, and you goodness. can place it in the VR world. So regardless of what you're playing, if you're streaming, you can pull up your chat, stick it somewhere in the VR world, set it so that it's like not always there. But if you look at it, it will appear. So you can play your game, you can stream your game, and then if you want to check your chat, you look over, there's your chat, you respond to it, you keep playing. And it the you know, it the possibilities are endless, but I'm just at the at the cusp of, of trying to work it out at the moment. That sounds pretty cool, man. So you said you're gonna do a video covering that? Like, uh, yeah. So okay. I I mean at like two AM my time last night, I actually went live on YouTube. I chose that time because there weren't a lot of people watching and I had some technical stuff. But okay. uh once I figured it out, what I'll do is I'll I'll jump on some live streams, I'll do some live streams and, and give people an idea of, of how it works. And then once I feel I properly understand it and I'm in a position to explain it to people and can help people if they try and set it up and they have issues, then I'll probably do like an actual main piece of content on it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. How about you, Jerry? What are you playing these days and what platform are you using? All right. So, so first, what Mark just said is so freaking cool. I just I have know. to say that first. Like, <laughs> that's the kind of features we need coming to VR to, <laughs> yeah. you know, get the ball rolling more because we all know it's been so. So, I just had to say that freak. That sounds freaking awesome. But anyway, a uh, little bit of orcs, orcs must die. Uh, I agree that I like the fact that you have to stay busy. I've, I've played a ton of tower defense games and stuff. You know, once you set everything up, it just kind of rolls. But uh, you know, mixing that and running around. I've probably put meh, two two hours or so into it. Not not too bad. Uh, but as you already know from our comments in your video, Death Stranding for some reason, and Sonny got there first. 
I the walking simulator that I basically trashed months ago and said I'll never touch it. I I haven't put it down, and not only that, my wife asked me to play it because she's been watching the story since I started, and she needs to know what the heck is going to happen next, and right. she doesn't game at all, so she depends on me to game right. and to do it. So really, a bunch of Death Stranding is is what I've been doing this week. Nice. Very nice. surprised by by that game and on everything. Shadow, GeForce Now, my PC, wherever, my TV through the shield. It's just everywhere I've played it. Nice. Yeah, that game personally is what I've been playing too. Uh definitely took me by surprise. I was, you know, just gonna record a gameplay video for the channel. <laughs> that's that's all I was gonna do. Yeah. I just I, <laughs> I got was just really gonna... hooked. Yeah. Yep. And Alchemist Die 3, that's another one, too. I tested that after the Connect. I didn't think I was going to like it. But it's up to, like, 3 a.m. playing it. And that game <laughs> is a lot of fun, for sure. That's cool, man. It's pretty cool to hear what you guys are playing and uh, just experiences and how you guys are enjoying all these games. So, again, like I mentioned, so much to talk about, so much to get into so to get started, let's start with um, just xCloud news, right? So if you guys didn't know, Microsoft and Phil Spencer announced that it's uh, it's going to be official, right? Game Pass and xCloud is going to be a thing. They're going to merge. They're going to get married, and they're going to deliver a, a product that should revolutionize the cloud gaming industry. And so come this September, we officially got a release date that Game Pass and xCloud is going to merge, right? So just want to hear from the panel. What do you thought about this news? Are you guys excited about it? <laughs> Are you guys, do you think it's, it's a big deal? Because a lot of people, including myself, seem to be making it such a big deal. So to get started, let's, let's look at Ben. What are your thoughts on this news? Um. Sorry, I was a little distracted there. Um, The uh, xCloud uh, news. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's awesome. Hopefully that gives them more motivation to improve some of the glitches on the the actual streaming that we get with it. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just right now I've I've been using it a little bit and it just hasn't impressed me. Hoping that this news of combining Game Pass and xCloud will actually make it a much better service in the long run. Right. Okay. How about for you, Holtz? What What's your take on the merge? Oh, I'm really excited for it. I really am. But uh, I, I was expecting a later date, but hearing this news coming out in September has really stoked my interest in actually jumping in it. I wish that they brought more games that I haven't played before, but of course that is going to come in time. But mm-hmm. to me, I wish they offered slightly cheaper tiers because i don't want the option to play on pc download or xbox i just want the xcloud service with game pass so but at the moment i will subscribe i will test it because for me xcloud has worked with only a few little problems but not like what a lot of people have been explaining in certain places so to me i'm really looking forward to playing microsoft exclusives and whatever they got on there now right Okay, cool. So you mentioned something about having to download um, games and how that is something uh, like you're not looking forward to. Do you think that's going to be the case when this merge happens that we'll still have to download games on xCloud? Or? No, I'm saying that they've put it behind the PC Ultimate subscription, haven't they? That's what I've heard. 
yeah. which is fifteen pounds. But yeah. I would just like a, a tier where it's just the X Cloud, maybe maybe oh, six okay. seven pounds. I don't want the Xbox Live. I don't want the right. PC downloads option. I just want the game cloud. So yeah. part of me is happy for the merch, but I just yeah. want the service, the cloud the service. service. Yeah. I think they said eventually they're going to look into that, right, being a possibility. But like to start, I think, is going to be in the $15 ultimate price range. But, yeah, I agree. They should have another option, right, for just people who want to stream their games in the cloud with xCloud. Right? Cool. How about you, Sandy? What's your take on this, man? Uh, For xCloud specifically, I I wonder... I wonder if there's going to be any improvements when it does launch because I feel and maybe like and, and it's hard for me. I don't want to just say because of my experience, that's what everyone else experienced. But it feels like the consensus is that it does just doesn't run well all the time. But I actually do get quite a few who do say it runs really well um, in terms of it coming into the 1499 package, though. I think that is an absolutely brilliant, brilliant right. move right. because what it does is. It introduces something that people like if you take out just X cloud by itself, it's still a really good deal in my opinion. Right. Uh, and it's something that I've been, I don't pay for it, but I've encouraged uh, my mother for my little brother to, for he, for him to use it. And he's been using it for a long time now. He loves it because you do get a lot of value. So then you come in, you mix in X cloud with this. And now a lot of people will, be introduced to cloud gaming and they're going to be able to give it a shot and they're going to see you know oh wow i can i can play on my cell phone i can play you know gears 5 which is you know that's insane you know to play a game like that on your phone right. um i i think it's i think it's brilliant i think it's a really good move and i i think it's it's not going to last forever i think it's just a way to really introduce people it might last quite a while i think they're going to push it further when it when they decide to actually invest more in the hardware side of it and get it to run really, really smooth. But man, I think they uh, they nailed it on this one. It's really good PR. No one's going to complain. No one's going to sit there and be like, okay, they're shoving this down our throats. Nothing like that. This is completely optional. To that $14.99, you'll be able to try this out, see if you like it. You'll be able to launch your games. You won't have to download. I think when people will start to see, oh, I don't have to download all these different games. I can just launch it off a of, xcloud and they're just playing it i think they're going to get into it and i think it could make some people believers in cloud gaming but you know that's with a caveat will it run well will it start running like crap if it runs like crap then there's going to be people who are going to go wow yep i knew this crap wasn't working i'm sure this is how stadia works i'm sure this is how geforce now works like i'm sure they all work at crappy exactly like this so it's going to be interesting to see the perceptions how it how it goes like um like holtz was saying i do expect and want to see a separate model for people who want to just go down that route and just use xcloud by itself and it looks like they will do that at some point but i think right now i don't know how much confidence they have and that's why it's also being tacked on to the 1499 so i think it's a smart move all around brilliant absolutely brilliant and i have nothing but positives to say like i said when the beta comes out like or uh, when it comes out here in september we'll see if it's running better i don't want to judge it till it's out of beta fully so i hope that it runs a lot better Cool, cool. Yeah. How about Jerry? You, you're taking all this. Yeah. So um, they kind of started this idea last year at E3 when they announced uh, Game Pass Ultimate, which was then going to include Game Pass for PC. And then they didn't up the price of Game Pass. So you were getting Game Pass on PC and your Xbox for no additional money. 
Now they're going to do the same thing with xCloud. Like Sonny's saying, they're going to just give you xCloud. Your price isn't going to go up. It's another feature. Who's going to complain and say, I don't, you know, take, I, I don't want that. I'm not going to pay for it anymore. So they're not really taking any risk by putting xCloud out and then it having still having issues and people not wanting to subscribe to it. They're just going to get it for free. I think you'll see the standalone subscription later when they get it more stable, 1080p, 60 instead of the 720p, things like that. Um, before they can really push it as a standalone service because then people might have an issue with it. But I think just adding it is just, I mean, it's its pretty genius. But Microsoft, the Xbox has been doing that the past couple of years. They just keep looking at the consumer. And this is what I preach on my channel a lot. Consumer-friendly companies are going to get my business. Those who are not will not. Um, <laughs> that's just kind of the way it's going to be. because. And I think Xbox done, has done a great job the past couple of years showing a lot of respect to the gamer and for the money that they're going to spend to play games. So they're, they're doing a great thing here. Awesome. awesome. And can I just say, I agree with Sonny. This is going to be, this is definitely going to benefit the community. I mean, it get people, like you said, get them on board with cloud gaming by just trying something that is no, no additional cost to them. Yeah. True. True. Mark, what's your take on all this? Okay. Firstly, I was going to apologize because I'd mentioned before this, there's so hot in here I had to open a window, but I'm hoping for no noise. (laughs) And then fireworks started because, you know, why wouldn't they? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I'm back to xCloud. Um, I I was really excited to hear it. I I wasn't sure it was going to happen. I said literally a week ago in a video that um, I saw the speculation on it, but I was skeptical but I'm glad it is a thing, but I I still find myself conflicted between sort of two realms of thought. Um, Firstly, basically what Phil Spencer said um, makes me think, and what basically everyone has already mirrored, I think is a really good business model. He said about the reason we're putting it in the ultimate subscription for now is because we believe those are the players who play the most games. Hmm. So that's where it's going to get the most leverage to start with the most exposure, the, the most testing which is going to help them out the most, I think. Mm. Um, and then as well as the people, you know, they're the people who are already playing games. They're playing the games traditionally. But like Sunny said, this is going to expose those people who have never even thought of cloud gaming, just assumed it wasn't for them. Now they get it for free. You know, why right. not try it? And then right. as as he said, well, okay, I actually really enjoyed that experience. It works, you know, fine with xCloud. I hear GeForce Now is just the same. I hear Shadow is the same. You know, I hear Stadia is the same. Let me venture into this. Suddenly we've got a new member of the community. Right. So those are all of the positives. I've got some negatives, some stuff just in, in, the, in the back of my head. The yeah. reason I said in my video last week that I didn't think it was coming in September is because I honestly didn't think it was ready. True. And that's, a lot of that is based on conversations that even we've just had uh, on a lot of people's, uh, the performance they've had out of it. I am noticing a big difference between the UK and the US. Obviously, I know the US is a, a much larger place to cover, uh, but Holtz said his was fine. Uh, mine's been okay. It gets patchy sometimes, but it, it's not too bad. The issue is I've just got so many cloud gaming options. It's not top of my list for me. Yeah. Um, and then there's just the unknowns basically. And I'm hoping they're things that we'll learn throughout August or in, in the launch in September. But, you know, it's capped 720 for Android devices at the moment. Is it coming to Windows? Is it going to break 720p resolution? Um, 
but um, you know, it's still exciting to new. Uh, it's exciting news. I'm optimistic, especially for the future of it. Um, especially with the news that 2021 they're going to be swapping all over their server blades for Xbox Series X hardware as well. So very excited for that. Yeah, yeah. Again, a lot of good things happening. Uh, let me know in the chat. Um, some people are saying they're experiencing a little lag. Let us know if our voice sounds good or if you guys are experiencing a little latency or lag with this stream. will be helpful. All right, Chief, fill me in. What's your take on this news with xCloud and Game Pass merge? I think it's the most sensible option that they could have done. There's no way they could have charged you know, a subscription service for xCloud on its own in its current right, especially with the iOS issues as well as everybody else. xCloud is probably the one that most people expected to get right. They're the ones that have had the server data centers for years and years for various different things. But again, I've had my experience in xCloud where you know, on Wi-Fi connections, it just didn't work playing Destiny 2. When I did the comparisons on Destiny 2 across all three of them, it looked kind of in between. Some parts were actually a lot better. Uh, so on mobile, that's fine. But that's where the fun ends for me because I don't game on my phone. So xCloud is kind of dead to me. You know, And the pricing model of this £15 a month, I think, is hideous as a, a non-Xbox gamer, really. I've got Game Pass on PC. I pay £4 a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if I want to add xCloud onto that so I can play the same games but without downloading them, I have to pay another £11 a month? Swivel. I'm not going to do that. And if you want to get me onto the Xbox platform, I will just download the game. I'll just do the cycle like anything else and have access to those hundreds of free games and I just download it and install it. Okay, it's not streaming anymore. And I think for those that have Xbox, great. It means that they could potentially stream it to try that game. But unless they sort out the resolution issues and you know, if it's running on Xbox One S, they're not going to be able to stream 1080 or 4K on the X series. So it's they're going to be more like demo systems, I think. Here, stream the game, see if you like it. Oh, you do? Great, download it. Right. I think that's going to be their model for a while. And it's not unlike Microsoft to rein back their offering because they know it's not good enough. So it may just be that they sit this round out, they upgrade all their X Series X hardware, see what happens in the cloud world over the next year, and then come back swinging. It's exactly what they did with their hardware, and I don't see any reason why they wouldn't do it with the software as well. Right. So do you guys feel uh, that the competition should be worried? Something, you know, I got in my comments and on Discord. It's like, oh, this is the death of Google Stadio. This is the death of GeForce Now. Do you guys feel like this is a big threat to the cloud gaming um, just platform in general? Or do you feel like this is, you know, uh, something that's just going to come and, you know, just make a little noise and go away like xCloud has been doing from the, the origin? What are your thoughts? Let's let's start with uh, Jerry. Well, what's your take on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen people in in 
comment section saying stuff like that. Everybody wants to say Stadia is going to kill GeForce now. XCloud is going to kill Stadia. All this stuff. Nobody's going to kill anybody. Um, first off, there's no cloud gaming service out there that's good enough to be mainstream or to knock anybody down anywhere. They're, they've got a long ways to go, even though a lot of them are getting there. And they're also different. Stadia is a cloud console. GeForce Now is a service to play your games already. And xCloud is exactly what it needs to be for now. It's just going to be another way for a minority of people to play their Xbox games in other places. There's nothing wrong with that. It gives them an option. But all the services are so different. I don't think anybody's really targeting anybody right now. They're all just trying to figure out what is cloud gaming, who's going to play it. Right. what the player base, who's the consumer, and then they'll go from there. But nobody's going to knock each other down right now. So you hear about, like, people wanting that Netflix style of, you know, gaming, cloud gaming, people giving Stadia a lot of the flag because not that. Um, do you feel like with this uh, xCloud that they nailed it uh, when it comes, you know, the, the title of the Netflix for gaming? Jerry? I'm going to jump in there and there, say next. No, here's the thing. I have a huge issue with people that say the Netflix for gaming. Mm-hmm. Streaming you a video is like nothing compared to streaming a game, taking your inputs, uploading them back. The, the, it's just so different to call it anything the Netflix of gaming. We're, we're nowhere close to having the infrastructure on this planet with internet and everything else to have yeah. the Netflix of gaming probably for five to ten years. So right. I, I don't see see that uh are they nailing it they're nailing it for xbox right now and they're nailing it for xbox fans i'm a huge xbox fan although i have all the consoles and i love sony as well uh for me i think it's awesome because i don't have to pay more money and i get to try something that i normally probably wouldn't necessarily pay for to try and then if they make the service better later then i might be willing to to spend even more or or do something there but for xbox they're nailing it um i just think each cloud company is trying to figure out their own thing right now i don't even think right. they're that worried about what the other guys doing yet hmm. okay hold so what's the take on that do you do you feel like I think it's great for the people who are part of the Microsoft ecosystem where they can sort of set download and the games can just play off the library of games that maybe they haven't played before. But to me, just like Netflix, I just spend most of my time flicking up and down. Which should I play? Mm, mm. Right. And then right. I end up not playing nothing because I'm too overwhelmed. So usually sure. I, I just like the option where, and then I don't like the idea where I have to pay extra to get online. Hmm. With the, with a subscription where when I'm playing GeForce or Stadia, I don't have to pay to access online. Where with this subscription, it's tied to Microsoft Live as well. So it inflates the price more just to access games that I am not really interested in, apart from the exclusives. Huh, that's interesting. Didn't view it from, from that standpoint. So that's pretty interesting. So my worth, even though it says 100 games, I can just yeah. flip through and go, not interested, not interested, wouldn't right. play, right. played, and it sort of devalues. But to people who haven't played them games and it's part of the, the Microsoft, I think it's great for them. But for okay. me, not really. Okay. Chief, you? Do you, do you feel like this is the Netflix? Yeah, same. Okay. I think, yeah, I'm with Jerry. I hate the term Netflix for gaming because you're comparing <laughs> a service and business model that just right. doesn't fit. Yeah. Um, and I'm completely with how the amount of times I flick through Netflix and think, oh, I can't be asked for this anymore. I'm just going to go yeah. Yeah. watch something else because I've spent the last 20 minutes thinking about what to watch rather than actually watching anything. Right. And right. that's probably more boring than just picking something rubbish to watch. But uh, I have the same issue with you know, Stadia Pro games. Uh, I've got 
20, 30 yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. And I just go, oh, no, 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 no. I'll go play Death right. Stranding. Or I'll just right. go jump on Hyperscape. Right. And it's like, well, I don't know why I've got them there. And xCloud, same. I've had access to Xbox, you know, the PC Game Pass for about three months now. And I only installed Halo yesterday as a test. And I still haven't played it yet. So with so many games, especially AAA titles, coming out so fast now, you know, having these massive libraries, I don't know why everybody's so hell-bent on, there isn't this library. It doesn't matter how big the library is on any of these platforms if you're not going to play them. So if it's got one game and it's the one game that you want to play, that's all that matters. So if it's got 100 games or 10 games, if you don't want to play any of them, it's still useless. True. Okay. I... I want to, I'll get back to that, but I want to hear from the rest of Mark. What, what's your take on, uh, is this the Netflix like type of service that people have been wanting? Well, firstly, I'm, I'm loving that everyone has the same experience as me when it comes to a big library of games and you flick through, like, I can't find something. I'll just do something else altogether. Right, right. Because honestly, picking, picking a new game is just as big a commitment as like picking a new series to watch or right. getting in a relationship, just as right. big. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, as, as we were basically saying, like, um, regardless of what happens with xCloud, none of these services is going to kill another service directly. And the reason I think that is, uh, you know, they're all aware of what else is in the industry and they have all very clever, some of them very cleverly, some of them uh, are a bit confused about their target market. But I mean, GeForce Now knew exactly what they were doing. It was existing PC players right, to open right. up the library they already owned. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, X X Cloud. They're going after Xbox players. It's a very big market. The people who haven't experienced cloud gaming before. It's a very good niche. Mm. Stadia is the one who I think are slightly confused because their target market is people who don't have a PC and don't have a console, but really want to game. And I'm pretty sure the people who really want a game have a PC or a console. So mm. they're they're finding their way. They'll get there. Um, but I think Victor said in in the the chat. Um, and it, it pretty much sums up quite well that 5G um, is going to be the big thing for all of them altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to open all of them up so that, as we said, none of them are, are mainstream yet, but 5G could potentially make that push for all, some of them, all of them. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Sunny, th- thoughts on Game Pass being the Netflix for game service that people have been wanting and dreaming about? <laughs> I think that we're the thing is we're we're over here we're a little bit more plugged in we're a little bit more hardcore from a perception point of view from outside I think there is people who want a Netflix force Netflix style when it comes to their game streaming and they'll see something like XCloud with 100 games and you'll get some of those games that are actually good from that perception people are going to look at that and go okay I'm a little more interested let me check this out um, you're right. You guys are all right. I mean, we all flipped through a bunch of games. I mean, PlayStation now has God knows how many games. I was looking at the library and it was the biggest giant yeah. mess of crap I've ever seen, yeah. you know? So it's, it, it's just, it's, I think they're, I, like I said, perception, like what they're, what they're marketing is really good. And I think people are going to see it kind of like what Stadia is. And it's going to, it's looking on the surface. Like it is kind of like that Netflix style. And on top of that, it's going to be coming out with first party titles. It's going to have 
you know, brand new games, even if it's just those and it's not going to have the most. Because I think what people really want when they want that Netflix style, they want to play that, pay that monthly price and then get a brand new triple a yeah. title and that's just yeah. not how it's going to be mm-hmm. anytime soon as far as i know um it's just not going to happen because there's just not enough money there right so i think them doing the first party uh, games coming out or x cloud and then featuring pretty good games they have a re- at least at the moment we don't know what their lineup's going to be but if it's pretty similar to what they have now honestly like th- i think that perception of hey this is kind of like our netflix here on xbox check this out i think a lot of people are going to be really interested they're going to look at it from that perception regardless of how smart we are over here and we know that's not you know we know like most of these people probably aren't going to play most of these games but you might never know so i think like i said i think it's a good move and they are kind of i think they're kind of given that perception of that netflix style and I, i'm curious to see how it's going to be the right. biggest worry I have is just I don't think it's going to work that well and people are going to be turned off by it, but we'll see. When you say work that well, you mean like the service? Like the service itself, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay. I agree. I agree. How about you, Ben? Thoughts on this being in Netflix? Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if we need a Netflix for games. I mean, I know everybody wants it, but like I already have enough game ADD right now. I, I mean, last <laughs> night I got on, I played Octopath Traveler for like 30 minutes. And, and then I was just like, okay, I'm going to go play Grid now. No, I'm going to play Works Mucks Die. Like, I can't decide because I want to play all of them. Yeah, yeah. And it's easier to have less choice sometimes and focus on a couple of good games. Yeah. And then on top of that, we also have um, a huge lineup coming out in the late fall, early winter um, with, you know, Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legions mm. and all the other huge games that are coming out that are next gen. I mean, mm. we're. It, it's not really necessary right now. It's just going to be a bunch of indie games, which, you know, we know Sonny loves his indie games, but... <laughs> Don't hate. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty much what a Netflix... I mean, it's going to be like Netflix Originals, all indie yeah. games, like Stadia's partnerships with all, with all the indie platforms or indie studios. It's going to be yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the okay. point I forgot to make earlier uh, in comparison is PS Now has been doing it for like two years, right? How many people use that? How yeah. how much hype is there around PS Now? This this the difference just to add with PS Now and what uh, X Cloud is. Go- <laughs> you guys are going to hear me rant about this, right? The fact that I don't know what the hell Sony's doing with the first party studios, putting it on PS Now for three months and removing it. Compared to where personally, yep. I feel like xCloud leaves their games on there. So you know what you get when you sign up for it. PS Now is just a cluster F, man. <laughs> and they need to It's the weirdest it. rotation of games it's, I've ever seen. I, I just, I don't get that, you know? Like I don't they know if they man a week, uh, yes. a month ago. And that's gone. Like, you can't even play that now if you have PS Now. Yeah, so, I signed up the other day and it was the day it was leaving. I'm like, great. I wanted to play yes. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spider-Man was like the poster boy of PS Now, and I don't right. understand if it's some uh, background. It can't be like a, a contract thing because it's a first-party title. Yeah. Yeah, they do what they want. It's so confusing, but the, that really is literally yeah. that is the reason why people signed up to PlayStation yeah. Now. And the second yeah. it was gone, I bet they saw their numbers drop. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This wasn't controller timed exclusive on there as well for a bit, yeah. so you could play Control for like three months. It's like, hang on. 
What? But they leave they leave all of their like third party crap up there. Like there's eight hundred yeah, plus yeah. games on there, so <laughs> trash stays. Trash is fine. But the first yeah. party titles, which they can exactly. do what they want with, exactly. just ship them off. I I just don't get it. So it, it it drives me insane. But yeah, PS Now library is just ridiculous, man. This again, eight hundred plus games they say, but just really hardly any these. Decent games, but not great games. So. And that's and that's a good point because um, what you're saying is we we technically there is like that Netflix style with PlayStation right. now, but who right. who cares, right? Because there's so much crap on it. That's what you guys are all saying, and I agree with it. But people want that. They want to have choice. They want yeah. to have that ability. And I think XCloud, for the most part, their games seem to be higher quality uh, yeah. in terms of their actual library. So I think they have a little bit of an edge there. And yeah. people want choice, regardless of whether any of them will play hardly any of them, because we don't. I mean, I have 20-plus games on Stadia. I don't play hardly any of those free ones that I pay, but people want that perception of choice. So I think there's a market for something like that, regardless of how we feel. Right. So here's what I think can be done by Microsoft to actually make this the Netflix style of... So, again, you guys know Netflix, right? They have the first-party studios. They create original content like Stranger Things and, and all that stuff. So you can compare that to, like, Microsoft first-party studios. They do that with the Halos. But something you see in all these other um, net, uh, uh, media, if you want to call I don't know what to call them, like services like Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, is that they are paying for original content. So I, I'm curious to see if that's what they're going to do. Yes, you can play off first-party exclusive, but uh, there, there was an article stating that Microsoft's about to announce a high-profile game coming to Game Pass. And you see the out, Other Worlds, uh, that was a game that came to Game Pass. I think it was exclusive, right? So like Disney Plus and Alexander Hamilton paying for that exclusive, right? I'm wondering if they are going to go down that route by like paying to get killer, you know, first party exclusive content to Game Pass or like just timed exclusive to Game Pass. I feel like if they go that route, then, you know, my my biggest issue with xCloud is I'm going to be playing old as hell games. The only new games I'm going to be playing is like the first party studio games. But if they can take care of that issue by paying for the like time exclusives, I feel like they have something up to, you know, up to sleeves that can be really competitive to with the other cloud gaming platforms. What are you, what's your take on that guys? Start with whoever. I mean, if you want. Yeah. um, It's so weird because all of the gaming stuff gets compared to so many other services now when it comes to how we consume our content and everything. Um, to Sonny's point, the old as hell games and whatnot, you know, we, we are all into this stuff a lot deeper than everybody else. Of course, they, you know, the, the perception of choice and, and, and going through a huge game library, even though you may pick one game to play for like a month, has a lot to do with it. Um, I think that Xbox doesn't have to pay as much for third-party exclusives because you're gonna see so many first parties so they've been really weak this generation but they've spent so much money grabbing studios i think it's yeah. up to 17 now you guys yeah. can tell me if i want something yeah. like 17 18 first party studios now that's right. just way larger than the two or three they had when right. they launched back in 2013 with xbox one so 
I think that they're not going to have to worry about it that much because they're investing that money in first party exclusives, which means they won't be timed. They won't be anything. They can stay on Game Pass forever. They don't have to worry about rights, which is why we're confused about PS now losing Spider-Man. I didn't get to finish beating it. Pretty unhappy about that. But um, so I don't think they have to worry about the third party part. I think they're going to invest enough in first party. And I think over the next year or two, we're going to see a lot. And they're saying next next week, we're going to see an hour straight of just game reveals. Yeah, exclusives and stuff coming to to Xbox. So I think it's going to be pretty pretty good for that. I think it's going to make Game Pass and XCloud look even better by the time they're done announcing their games next week. But but we'll see. That's true. I mean, with the studios that they've invested in, and there's rumors of them possibly, you know, buying Warner Bros. out. So talking about like the Batman games being it's crazy. But yeah, good point with having 17 studios and having like rotations of games coming through those studios, they can build a good enough portfolio for Game Pass to just stand out compared to the competition. Good point. Good point. I want to move on, but I know there's still so much to talk about here. So people in the panel, let me know if there's anything like I didn't cover with xCloud. If you guys just want to get into that real quick. If not, we can move on to GeForce Now. Thoughts. I mean, I just want to say that, uh, like with Xbox and PlayStation, they have some good first first party studios and titles they've been working on. That that's kind of like Stadia's weakness right now. I mean, you look at something like Krata that right. everybody was so hyped for, and 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 now what? I mean, it's yeah. just Not me. I, <laughs> I I played it two times, and yeah. I was just like, yeah. okay, it's it's too much. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they put too, they put so much hype into that. And I, I don't know. I think they need kind of focus on, you know, like Sonny mentions it all the time. They just need, they just need lots of games, games right. put a bunch of them on there, let people decide what they want to play, and then go yeah. from there. I enjoy Chief's game in uh, in Crater with all the mines everywhere. <laughs> You're an evil bastard. I hate it. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> you can't even walk without getting blown up. Man. I was so annoyed, man. <laughs> But yeah, okay. Good point with just, uh, it, it takes a minute to build those quality titles, right? And you see Google Stadia kind of struggling with that for sure. Um, but yeah, we'll get we'll get to Stadia. There's, there's a, lot of, a lot of conversation that's going to happen around there. <laughs> All right. So uh, anything else with xCloud before we move, up, move on to GeForce Now? Yo. I just want to continue the point that I think there seems to be an xCloud's kind of playing on it that there's this perception that everybody wants this massive game library to choose from. Mm-hmm. And I think to Jerry's point, you know, the games take much higher commitments than things like series on Netflix. Like an entire series, four or five series of Netflix will be one game, right? Things like Division 2, Breakpoint, you're looking at 80, 100 hours plus if you stick with that game. Mm. So having 100 games to choose from, especially if a load of them are indie trash titles, you know, you're not just going to sit there piling through you know, three, four-hour completion games all the time. We're always, well, I guess a lot of us are more hardcore gamers, but most people are looking for a title to commit to for a week, a month, you know, a few months down the line. So having 100 of those titles great it'd be fantastic to have 100 triple a 100 hour plus titles at your disposal but then you also you're going to be looking at it from the other side and think oh if i pick three of these games that's me for the next year and there's these 10 other triple a titles coming out in the next six months so 
you know, again, what happens to that library? It just gets completely forgotten about. Sure. So I've got to touch on that on Chief's point because the the best comparison I can make is people's distaste nowadays for the Nintendo eShop. And I don't know if people have heard about this story. Like it's got to a point where they've allowed so much trash onto the platform that there are some days where they're adding 20 to 30 titles a day to the eShop for basically anyone who can write a line of code and can put a passable game together. Their standards are literally, does it run? And is it an actual game? And then they'll they'll pretty much pass it to the point where I don't know if people saw this news story, but they allowed that game that was called Don't Get Caught, where you as a player are a person in the back of a cab and a cab driver will turn around occasionally and you need to not get caught in a certain activity. And that almost went all the way through to the Nintendo eShop. We're talking about Nintendo. This is like the most family-friendly games company like marketed to children there is and they almost got that through that's what you don't want true true all right so we're gonna move on to geforce now um so as you guys know uh you guys have probably seen videos from everyone on here i think has covered it sunny uh jerry you covered it we've covered it uh mark i think you also covered it but Two great games came to GeForce Now platforms this week. And, you know, this, these are games that we were hoping that would have been at the Steady Connect. Again, we're going to get into that in a little bit. But those games are, I'm not, I'm going to say Dead Stranding. And then the second game is Hyperscape. There you go. My goodness. My <laughs> goodness. I hate that name. I hate it with a passion. But, yeah, those are two great games, right? And you can go ahead and call them AAA titles because, honestly speaking, they have the potential to be AAA titles. And so this is great news for GeForce Now. This was same-day release, right? It came on PC, and they're like, boom, it's available. And I remember Chief was actually streaming the uh, Ubisoft event, and we were all talking like, okay, we... We're downloading Hyperscape and Shadow right now, you know, just trying to prep it once they made the announcement. And then later on that night, GeForce announced, like, it's going to be in GeForce now, now. And so that is pretty cool. That is what I like to see. And so I just want to take a sec to say kudos to the GeForce team for same-day release titles. Like, that's what people want to see with the platform. But just want to know what you guys, what are your thoughts on that? Have you guys played these games? How does it look on GeForce now if you guys have played it let's start with jerry uh yeah um i got a did a similar i have a video up of some gameplay of geforce now the the game i've had a lot of people ask me since i've played it on the rtx 2060 and i've done a video for that and i've played on geforce now what is it forgetting about my complaint of 1080p and on a 1440p monitor what were my thoughts about the graphics of the game on geforce now well they are identical because i'm playing on maxed out settings no matter what whether i'm on my local or on g4 or on geforce now the only difference is my frame rate i'm stuck at 60 as to where i'm playing at 118 uh on my local pc which is just makes death stranding insane it looks so good that way um so definitely GeForce Now getting those two games, everybody except for Holtz, everybody forgot about Darksiders leaving, Tekken 7 leaving, because like I said before, just for me, I'm more forward thinking for GeForce Now. So if you keep getting new titles day one, people will care less about the older libraries. Not that we don't need them, and it'd be nice to see those games come back because they're good for a lot of people. But right. with you get games like Hype, don't make me do it, Hyperscape. 
<laughs> and and Death Stranding right. on GeForce Now, and to have it run that freaking good. I mean, I was yeah. blown away by how well Death Stranding ran, and like I pulled up a comparison on my screen to watch both my local PC and on GeForce Now, and I was just like. I didn't even really get any stutters or issues with the stream. It just, it just ran so good. So, I mean, good job for GeForce now. And unfortunately we'll talk about it soon, but two games that Stadia could have used, especially after playing these two games. Wow. I mean, I've, I've actually played them more on GeForce now than I have on my local PC for some reason. I've I've been enjoying it and I hop from device to device, but yeah, a good week for GeForce now, I think. For sure. How about you, Ben? What's your take on that? I mean, so here's what happened to me. I Several months ago, I downgraded my GeForce Now from Founders to the free. And um, having a Hyperscape pop on there actually made me want to like, jump it back up to Founders because I didn't want to have to wait to play. And I was having some issues playing on, on Shadow. Um, so I switched back over to GeForce now and it's just, it's been fantastic running on it. Mm, so, so yeah. much smoother than it is on shadow, which is crazy. Cause shadow was pretty good. Right. Been having some issues lately. Right. That's weird. I actually had the opposite. Huh? And that's what I say. Yeah. Uh, it was almost perfect for GeForce now because they, they dropped, uh, hyperscape. I'd already installed it on shadow. Yeah. I'd already been playing the technical test on shadow. So I knew exactly what to expect, and I was like, screw it. Yeah, I mean, so I can save my 8 gig of space. Well, that really matters, because Hyperscape's such a small game, considering what it is. And I hopped into GeForce now, and was like, what is this crap? It's stuttering, it's lagging, and... Check the rig, and it was a 1080c. So I restarted 1080C, restarted 1080C. It's like, why are they giving a title that they've literally just dropped on day one, the worst possible rig on GeForce Now? And I just thought that was such a missed opportunity. Whereas on Death Stranding, they've given it the 2080C, which is the the second from top tier, and it runs absolutely beautifully. Mm. So I don't know why they just didn't do that, or even the 2060. People have said there's a few people that managed to get the 2060 rig on Hyperscape and said it runs beautifully. So, that's, you know, you might have got lucky and yeah, got that one. I, yeah, everything, every time I tried, I've got the 1080C rig. And if, if I get that, I just go screw it. I'll go back to Shadow. Yeah. Shadow runs fine. It can run 144 frames a second. It just doesn't care. Huh. Interesting that you get that crappy rig for Hyperscape and GeForce Now. Yeah. Like, Mine runs really well, and I'm surprised by how, actually, I personally think it runs better than Shadow, Hyperscape, and men. I, I was happy to see that because, again, I know it doesn't take a lot of space, but I don't have to worry about installing it on Shadow while I can just stream it on GeForce Now, get another perk. Pauls, how about you, man? What's your take on, on these games coming to GeForce Now? Well, if they keep the games... I, I, it gives me, it gives me hope. Yeah, it, it gives me hope that other console exclusives that had a plan to go to PC will be day one on GeForce now. So I'm quite amazed that they've got Death Stranding on day one. But for yeah. me, if I'm going to play this game, I want the highest fidelity that GeForce now can offer. And I would sulk if somehow I got a low powered PC. But 
also when i look at it if horizon is going to come to horizon zero dawn is going to come as well day one it will make me start saying well i'll wait for a year and go and play these games on geforce now but playing devil's advocate i'll also be scared if i sort of say well on day one i can't afford death stranding so i'll wait until it drops in price say four months and then when i buy the game it gets removed so i would really like these to be cemented in the service because when i actually turn geforce now and i see games like death stranding it'll make me go yes this is this is an amazing platform yeah i agree good point i mean chief will attest to this but a game that was really pumped that you know came to geforce now was the wonderful 101 right so it's a game that came out yeah so the game literally came out and in the week's time i can make the argument this was before the opt-in program but I bought the game and in a week's time it was just gone and I was pissed like literally I actually sent the team uh, an email just saying what the hell is going on but yeah I agree just you know it's it's good to see these games come same day release but you, back in your head you're thinking is this gonna last how long are these games gonna stay in this platform so yeah they, they gotta figure that out and hopefully they do Sonny what's your take on on these games coming to GeForce Now platform so I at the beginning of the show I didn't mention the other game that I actually been playing is Hyperscape. I knew there was something I was missing and I echo Chief 100%. I have not been having a good time with Hyperscape on GeForce now. It has not been running well. It's been stuttering a lot. Uh it gives me a ton of problems. It was not smooth and I actually have it downloaded. I usually play local but for the video I wanted to cover it on GeForce now. Did not have a good time. Um just way too many problems and with a game like that being competitive you don't want anything like that at all so hopefully they take a look at that but uh then moving on to death stranding though my goodness well (laughs) done i even played it guys i played it on my phone and it's just so beautiful oh my goodness man i was just having a ball with death stranding i just i'm having i'm gonna put the video out tomorrow but it is so good the game's so good but it just looks so great uh Wow, I just have nothing but positive there. And about all the other games leaving the service, I mean, like you guys said, didn't really pay attention just because they don't, they're not games that I own, but it sucks to see that. But I think some good press here. It was a good timing to have Hyperscape, even though for some, it looks like some of you guys it's working, even though it wasn't working too great for me. And then Death Stranding, just great. Good, good. Yeah. If you guys, I know you hear us talking about it a lot here in this podcast, but seriously, guys. Dead Stranding is a dope game, and it I'm I'm like really amazed that people were calling that game trash because as you can see with the members of this panel, the game is brilliant, and you guys give it a shot if you haven't yet. It's a good one. I would consider it a AAA title. All right, so yeah, I was massively taken aback by the beauty and the just the cinematics for the yeah, storyline. Right. Got I through the, the prologue and it's like, oh what? Hang on, an hour's gone. Crap! I was supposed yeah. to do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think you said you you felt like you were like watching a movie or something, right? Playing that. Yeah, so, I yeah. think there was the first hour or two is probably more cinematics than yeah. actually playing. Right. So it right. is quite like a film, and I can see why Jerry's uh, missus is like, "What happens next?" Because that's yeah. kind of like, right? I know I've got to climb this horrible mountain with this crappy thing on my back but i want to know what happens next <laughs> i'm gonna go yeah. in there. Sure. Sure. 
So I think we covered it for GFIS now. Again, and pal panel, let me know if there's anything I missed. But I do want to move on to Google Stadia. And this is going to be quite interesting because, you know, we disconnect. You have some people who, you know, thought it was okay. And you had some people who didn't like how it uh turn out and you saw a reaction video so you know how most of us feel about this um connect but i do want to hear for from you know some people on here who watched it and had some uh you know pretty good take and pretty good vibe on it so sunny i uh, <laughs> am i the only one <laughs> my goodness <laughs> Mine's so i saw I, your video yeah i watched the <laughs> video so i You're the I, only I one that had it. anything you, yeah. you know what it is, is yeah. I, I, like I said earlier, I, I feel like I have a, a way that I look at this and it's, I'm not hardcore plugged in, in my gaming. It's, it's, I look at it from kind of the outside. So the connect essentially, and I don't want to be too long winded. I'll try not to, but I think that if a lot of us didn't see what was coming with the leaks, if we didn't know Orcs must die was coming dead by daylight, if we didn't hear about like, if they had scrapped talking about announcing what was coming with the ubisoft forward event and we didn't know those games maybe they saved it for there but even let's forget about that just look at what they actually had at the actual connect if we didn't know what was coming i think we would have looked at it pretty differently i think we all were expecting a lot i know we all hyped ourselves up we were thinking oh apex or something and all this other and it didn't come and I think we just kind of all had those expectations. And it, by the way, but the stadium team didn't help because they were hyping it up too on Twitter. They were like replying to everything I was yeah. doing. They're like, yeah, we're, we're excited. And we'll think you'll be excited too, guys. And I'm just like, uh-huh. All right, we'll see. Right. But um, right. but no, it, it, I think when you look at the overall picture of the Connect, I think they did a decent job. But the biggest thing is they were catering to people that were new they weren't catering to us so easily us who are already connected we're going to be disappointed they started this off they were you know they were trying to get like new people they started by showcasing oh the the pro it's so good it's such a good deal then they started going on the nonsense about click to play and then they they went through certain things so it was just like the pacing of it certain things that they they actually had at the connect itself that were a big showcase like that click to play and some of the games on there were just just rough and it's easy for us to be the more hardcore we're watching and we're just like, this is, this is garbage. But from the outside looking in the perception was good, which didn't surprise me because I didn't think it was as bad. There was good announcements there. There was like Sekiro and there was Hitman, and there's so many games coming out this year on stadia. Like the library is actually starting from, from that point of view, from all the two K games, from all the Ubisoft games, um, from all the, um, the, which I'm gonna call it the, uh, EA games, all these games are coming out. And then we have Cyberpunk. There's so much coming out. And then Marvel Avengers. Like if maybe I don't know. I don't I don't know how they I think they could have fixed how they paced that thing out. They could have put maybe like the crappier games at the front, the more hyped up games towards the end. I think we would have felt better. There was just it's it's like they're they run it and they don't run it like like a gaming company should be running these connects. It's just like I don't know who's running stuff over there, but they are beyond confused and the lady didn't help. Her energy was terrible. So there was a, I could see why like so many people were like, this is garbage. And I honestly think they did okay. And then announcing the studios that are going to be working with Stadia, I think was a huge, a lot of us kind of skipped it even live when I was watching it. For me, it was a little hard. There was a lot of people watching me, but 
when I kind of saw it afterwards and I saw, oh, shoot, okay, all these studios are going to be working with Stadia now, it's there's a lot that was positive to really look at it. But I get it. We, us hardcore people, we're, we're plugged in. We want to see, like, the biggest games. And I'm sure every one of us ourselves personally had a belief in a certain game that we wanted to see and we didn't see it. And so right there, that's another disappointment. So I get all the angst. But for me, I think from the outside, I think there was more positive than negative. Nicely, nicely said. And I just want to hear from other people in the panel. Um, there's so much I want to say about that, Sonny. And I'll get can to I, that. Yeah. Can I just yeah. say, I uh, I was pretty upset for a couple of days there. And then I stopped and rewatched uh, Sonny's video, his reactions. And Sonny, you made some really good points. This was targeted at the new people. This was targeted yeah. at new customers and trying to get people on stadium more than anything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it's trying to convince people that that, and that real quick, it was, it was, but they blundered that they blundered it, that. And I want to say that for the record, go ahead. Yeah. They did. No, I, I, I agree. It, it was looking, looking from the outside in. it was, the presentation was bad, but the idea was, was better than I originally gave it thought. I was just, I was, I was hoping for myself for, for more, more features and more special timed features or t- timed uh, uh, exclusives that uh, that we just didn't really get in that. Don't forget you can click to play. Yes, click to play. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Holtz, man, what's your take on it? Well, at first, I was totally disappointed because, like mentioned, I joined the hype. I added to the hype of what I expected to see to make this platform really amazing. But then I took a step back and spoke to certain people, and then I thought to myself, I will actually play Bomberman on a bus with touchscreens. That will be something fun to do if I was out on the go. And then I thought to myself, Outcasters, it reminds me of Mod Nation races and characters from Little Big Planet. And I thought to myself, that type of humor and character design really interests me in past games. And I thought to myself, if I was trying to show this to family members, they'll be so amazed. And if I was on the go, I would mm. so play it for a quick 10-minute session. Mm. And then I look at games like Sekiro and I look at Outriders. And I thought to myself, oh, I can really see myself investing time on the Chromecast. And then when I started adding stuff up and looking back at what I was expecting, I was like, well, that was actually a good connect for something that was for new customers or for something for me to actually take a step back and think. And I was speaking to a creator and he just said, Holtz, mate, this is for new people, this connect. For your information, you want to go to the community blog because it's in its title, community. You're part of the community and that is where all your big drops are going to go. At the moment, the connect is just trying to focus on new customers. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Okay. This wow, is pretty I'm surprised. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing something happening here, which is cool. Mark, what's your take on uh, on the connect? Uh, I think Holtz is absolutely right. That is the if you look at it that way, it will make you feel better. If if you are aware, if you're actively aware that it was marketed towards new people, and I think I I said in my video, I was, I was said it started off with a big advert. We kind of came to expect that because it's for new people, right. not for us, but. And on the other train of thought for that, they marketed it wrong. 
they really <laughs> yeah. hyped it up yeah. like it was yeah. for us and they were going to yeah. be announcing the be all of end all and that's mm-hmm. what you know when we were doing our speculation stuff even talking about it last week that's why we got into the conversations of gen 2 server blades and right. new countries and features we haven't even dreamed of and you play plus into literally all of those things is because they might like I think Sonny said it perfectly. I have no idea who's running their marketing team, but uh, they they could do with a hand. <laughs> um, but then when I think, uh, yeah, I, th- I think we all, st- I'm pretty sure we all streamed it in the end because I I couldn't find the connect. I don't know if you all had the same issue. Oh my God. Like, layer upon uh, layer of mistakes that they make. Yeah, uh, we can't find. Nobody can find the connect. It's like we yeah. have to search through their own. It's just like my goodness. I yeah. live streaming. I was saying, hey, yo, hit me up. I'll teach you guys how to run YouTube. If you guys need some information, just hit me up. I'll teach you guys how to do it. It's not too yeah. hard. Yeah, I said it in the pre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody knows how to draw a Premiere, right? Except for the people who run YouTube, apparently. Right. No? Yeah. I mean, because I was because the funny thing is because I was looking for it and I think we all just sat there and refreshed the Stadia yeah, page in the yeah, end, and yeah. because I couldn't find it, I just typed Stadia Connect into into YouTube, and it finally came up, and I saw all of you guys as well and clicked on one, and it was you guys looking for it as well. I was like, oh thank God, it's not just me. I thought I've embarrassed myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny that when you look at it, the company that wants to market click to play. They couldn't even drop a premier link, click to pray. So it's quite oh, funny. Tweet out, tweet out a link to a Nailed countdown, it. anything. They couldn't even oh, do a click man. to play themselves. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I again, have some. Jerry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, it was funny because I was at I was at work and I was in your stream just in the chat. I, I couldn't get in. My, my connection was horrible at the house I was working at. And I just I, I just commented, guys. Like, that's all I said. And Chief said he can't even get out a sentence. And I'm like, because it's not so much that it was bad information, but it's the execution. And you don't start it the way they did. Like, just honestly, give the works. That was already leaked. Give the works thing first so that we're like, oh, okay, they already said that. And then if you splash in the other little advertisement, the other little things for people and and then hit a big game like that and then do like the um, the play that click to play and then do like outriders and then do like pace the pacing was horrible the execution was horrible for the connect and like uh sunny and almost everybody is saying it's not so much the information was bad they just if they wanted to get new people they didn't do very good job at that and they gave i guess the hardcore gamers like us nothing uh almost nothing for that connect and the thing is i'm gonna say it it's supposed to be Summerfest. This everybody's yeah. having big events. Even yeah. Ubisoft's event on Sunday, I loved it. Right, to be honest, yeah. and it did more for Stadia than Stadia did for Stadia in their Connect. It was just yeah. for me not Agreed. great. It's that's wow. that's that's really the the big thing there. It was supposed to be a big event. We we missed E three this year for a good reason, but we missed E three. So everybody having events right now, they're expected to be big. And everybody right. online was saying it's Summerfest. Don't worry, Stadia's got this. They know how to do that. No, they don't know how to do it. They haven't yeah. been marketing it right since it launched, and that's a big problem. Marketing and exclusives. Can we get these two things together, and you're gonna do just fine? Right, right. Good, good points, uh, Chief. What what's your take on this? Man? Well, I was part of the hype train. <clears throat> I was part of the pre-show and covering it live. And, you know, my biggest problem with the whole thing is, yeah, the marketing, right? It should never have been called a Connect, in my opinion, because it doesn't follow suit with the rest of the Connects. If they're going to suddenly change 
how they're doing it, either give us a warning or call it something else. Because the other connects, they dropped new features, they dropped some exclusive games. This time it started off as an advert and we all just thought, what the is going on here, right? Because, yeah. And, yeah, we hyped it up. And why? Because you play Plus. You hear us banging on about it all the time, right? This was promised nearly a year ago. Around this time, right? Spring of... For 2020. Yeah. It's going to be in 2020. And we're over halfway through the year. And we thought, this is the connect. They've dropped a second connect just after the Ubisoft forward. That's the perfect time to do it. That's a massive missed opportunity, as well as Hyperscape, another massive missed opportunity. And the big surprises, big surprises. Hello, neighbor. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, okay. How about the first party studio exclusive? Let's let's talk about that game. All right. That, yeah, uh, I, okay. I don't want to talk about that game because that just right. yeah. shows that Stadia, yeah. it feels like they're pitching Stadia to kids and kids can't play Stadia because they need to have a subscription. <laughs> to have a subscription, right. you can't be a kid. Right. Well, I, I, think, I think that's kind of what the conversation has to be in terms of what what are they trying to do exactly? Uh, I think they should, and I, I had been harping on it for weeks, I think they needed to uh, reach the audience that has never tried Stadia, and I had been saying that for a long time. I knew that this was not going to be mainly for us if they are doing their jobs correctly. So that's why my expectations were never extremely high, and frankly, the biggest problem with Stadia is there needs to be more people on Stadia, but the problem is, is that they didn't like they they did what I wanted in terms of reaching out to that certain audience, but they failed in that execution. On top of that, they needed to have a little bit, a little bit for the more hardcore gamers, which is you know an actual good first party title. Founders, right? What's that? I'm sorry. The founders, the ones that kind of help them get right, on, right. The, well, they need the, to have something a little bit, and they didn't really. I mean, they 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 kind of did a little outriders. bit with Zero um, Outriders. And Hitman, I mean, they're all, those are all right titles, but they're just filler titles. There wasn't like that big bang. But the thing is, that's what I keep telling you, though, you guys, though. I think that was for them, Orcs Must Die, but we knew about it. And I don't know if we technically should really be blaming them because I think that was going to be their big one. That one, I mean, it's not the biggest game ever. I get it. But I think that was going to be part of that bigger thing there. And we just because we're just so in tuned. You know, this was marketed for more of the mid casuals, casuals to mid and not so much us. No, I think it's more. It's aimed at families, right? You got Orcs Must Die. You've got the the first party fun exclusive. You got Hello Neighbor. You got a couple of other kind of indie funky titles with the pro, but they're missing family sharing. So I think if they would have dropped family share as part of this package with these new funky games, they would have got a ton, and I mean hundreds, probably thousands of new players overnight because kids can jump on. You know, Hello Neighbor's been big for kids for freaking ages. Uh, I'm sure August Must Die Super Bomb Man would bring a load of those kind of crowds in. Whereas all the people that have been playing Stadia now, you know, we've had Doom Eternal, we've had Breakpoint and Division 2, you know, some hardcore games. And we've just not seen anything for ages. We've got Legion and Valhalla and that coming, but they're months away. So... I think they really missed an opportunity here. And yes, I agree. They definitely need to be drawing in more of a crowd. But again, 
they shouldn't have called it a connect. Right. Yeah, exa- exactly on that point. And I think I heard uh, Chief and ACU guys say this, is that they, they've possibly misused the connect. Like, this isn't what the connect is for. It is for those big things, which was right. kind of what they were hyping up. But right. it's for exclusives, first-party titles, brand-new features. And this almost seemed, and I think we all agreed at some point, that it, they could have got away with just being a blog post. And they... There was almost a subtext of housekeeping because in some of their announcements, there was like, by the way, we, we kind of need to let you know up front. So we're going to put it in tiny text at the bottom of the screen. So there was the Outriders actually coming 2021 instead of December 2020, like every other platform. And even Outcasters, which was their big built up, you know, this is the the first party studio that's going to be doing stuff for, for stadia and then you look down and it went timed exclusive you'll, just, <laughs> you'll get it everywhere else after it's crazy yeah uh, sunny i think you were saying you know like if we didn't know about orcs must die i mean that's so true that would have been a really cool because that game was looked at, a lot of people were looking at it and it's a good exclusive for the stadia platform and to get this uh, free pro game, that's a big deal. And so sucks for the leak, you know, that kind of ruined it for a lot of people. Yeah. But even with that, um, I still think... So here's the thing. This is the second Connect this year, right? They had the first one, what, in April, right? So if you look at Microsoft and the Direct Connect slash type of presentation, if you look at Sony with the State of Play... They are making progress, right? Sony started off rough with the first state of play. I don't know if you guys watched that, but a lot of people gave them flack and then they came back and then they, you know, improved and got better. Stadia feel like is doing the opposite, right? The last connect was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay with the EA announcement, whatever. I feel like this is worse than that, right? So my my thing is, I think yeah, you stated, Sunny, just they need to get like a new person to take control of these directs. I don't think they get it. I, I don't know if they get what it's supposed to be, but it's just not living up to the expectations. And please, for the love of God, do not come on Twitter and hype this up to be something that it's not. Even Orc must die three is not worth the hype that you guys were posting on Twitter. I was thinking like Activision kind of hype with what you guys were posting. So that's my biggest thing with this. Again, they could have easily put all this stuff in the blog post. They didn't need to. And like Jerry was saying, this is Summer Game Fest. This is like, and no E3. I mean, (laughs) like this is your time to shine. Don't come here saying you're going to shine and show us nothing, right? Just give us an update and a blog post. And I feel like that's my biggest gripe with this whole thing. And I think that's why people are just, you know, viewing it as a lackluster. But that's my take. I, I think it's a little unrealistic to compare it to PlayStation and Xbox. They've been around for so long. This, I mean, we got to remember Stadia hasn't even been launched a year. I mean, if and if we count November, which was essentially a beta... I feel like they really didn't launch until months ago. So I think it's just a little unrealistic to think it was going to be anywhere near that level until their first party studios actually start producing games that can only be done in the cloud. And I think what they were trying to do is what I would have told them to do, but the execution was failure left and right. 
I mean, it was just like, and by the way, that exclusive game, what is it? I can't even remember the dang name. It's Outcasters, right? Yeah, like, I get the names confused. It, it's it was a joke. It shouldn't have been even on there. It shouldn't have been highlighted as this. Oh, it's coming from. It should have just been a blog post. Yeah. And I think when that aired, all the wind was taken out of every single one of us. Even me, who was even trying to be like, you know, I don't think this is that bad yet. But when that came up, I was just like, oh shoot, what what the f is this crap? Like, what that thing could be a phone game. Someone can tell me that's going to launch on mobile, and I would have been like, yeah, that's that looks like a mobile game. So it was embarrassing on that sense. I think what they're trying to do. In my opinion, and it looks like we do disagree with some of you guys on the uh, the, the panel here, which is cool. Um, I, I think that they're they were doing the right thing in terms of what they were trying to market, who they're trying to market to. They just their execution was complete and utter fail. Yeah, that's the other thing that I think we're missing, and we've not seen it for a long time, right? And um, we kind of expected it when they said first party exclusive. Oh, so we're going to see some new like crowd play or the uh, crowd choice and. Uh, some Stream Connect stuff, and nothing's had it for ages. There's been no news of these Stadia-specific features in anything. And even in their Connect, nothing they showed did they showcase any of the Stadia-exclusive features. And I think this has been a bit of a problem for some time now, that the draw of Stadia, the, some of the unique features that they pitched from the very beginning have just kind of disappeared. And that's a big shame because they've got the opportunity in quite a lot of these things, especially a first-party title. Come on, showcase the best features. I know it's probably that cartoon <laughs> indie game is not going to be the way to do it. But, you know, do something different. Yeah. I, again, I I just think they need to hire someone different. And, and just, I would... This might sound crazy, but I think they should just chill with the connects, right? Until they can, because the connects supposed to be something that brings you good press, but when it brings you bad press, when you have you know people talking negative about your show, it's not a good thing. It's not a good sign. And Sonny, you were saying you know you should not compare Sony to Stadia because you know Sony's been around for quite some time. This is the first time that they are doing an Nintendo Nintendo was the inventors of this direct uh you know connect kind of thing and Sony took the first attempt at it I believe it was uh earlier this year or last year and the first one was it flopped people were like what the hell is this Sony's trying to copy Nintendo they suck at it but then again they start to improve so my thing with the stadium team is, dude, hire some people who can do this better, right? Please. I hope, I know we're a small channel, but don't listen to us, but listen to these other big YouTubers who have covered Disconnect and said it was terrible. At least listen to them, find ways to improve this, and have a better showing next time. But until they can figure that out... Don't have another one of these if you guys just don't know how to do it because it's just going to bring bad press to Google Stadia. That's I think, all I'm saying. I think Mark Chief uh, nailed it. They The way that I would have done it when you're trying to get new people and as annoyed as we would have been, and you said it right off the bat, Mark Chief, you were annoyed when it started. It, I would have showcased what Stadia is about, what it what its features, the things that, it, the convenience factor, all this other stuff. I would have marketed all that and then what I would have hoped to have had at this connect to appease the rest of us who are not new 
And what is what I was hoping for was having a first party title blow us away, and they didn't. And I think that was their biggest mistake by having that other game when we because when I first saw it, oh, Game Studios, here it comes, Stadia yeah. Game Studios, here it comes. This is this right. is what I was expecting. Right. That was the one thing where I thought, okay, this is where they're going to get the rest of us. And bam, it was just like the 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 sales just got, it was hit from. I can't talk, but you guys know what I mean. It was just a disaster for all of us. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Essentially, they only needed one. Yeah, they only, yeah, they, only one. they only need one thing to blow us away, and that's what I was expecting, and it just didn't happen. I think showcasing what Stadia can do, what it can, what what it's capable of, all the convenience factors, and then maybe reiterated, which they did. They reiterated a few of the games coming um, with like the 2K stuff, but I think the rest of us, it wasn't aimed at us, it, and I think it mostly should have been aimed at new people because they do need new people. I don't think so much that the features should have been. I think the family sharing would have been a good one. It was one of the few ones that I was saying would have been a good one to see. But in general, like games, games, games. And then at the same time, you got to give at least one thing to the rest of the demo, which is us plugged in hardcore into it, because we are the ones that do command a lot more people in terms of um, influence and being able to kind of get the influence out there. Oh, this was a good connect. They just needed that one mic drop moment. It didn't happen. And I think that is where um, I think they were banking on Orcs Must Die. And I don't think that was it, unfortunately. Even if on the outside, if we none of us knew about Orcs Must Die, I don't think that was the title that would have been like, whoa, you know, right, like, oh, my God, right. everybody come try out Stadia. No, that wasn't it. And I think that was what they were hoping for. And it flopped in that sense. Right. And that was the other thing is it was two days after it was all forward, right? So immediately, even if we hadn't have hyped anything up, we were probably all expecting a bit more news on Legion and Valhalla not you know, 30 seconds and with Ubisoft's history of you know, putting stuff in like Stream Connect and you know, cross play I thought that was a massive missed opportunity you know, they could have done a, a 30 second or a minute gameplay segment on Legion with Stream Connect and saying how you know, that's going to work or uh, Valhalla, whatever, if they have those capabilities or something to blow us away, and it just didn't. Yeah, you see, uh, you know, Sony do this in at E3, right? For instance, like Konami or Capcom, they will have their own press conference, like Ubisoft did, and showcase, you know, one of the big AAA titles for the fall. But then Sony will have like a little, you know, two minute segment, just like exclusive footage that you know, wasn't seen at, you know, Capcom or Square Enix event and, you know, display that. It would have been nice for the stadium team to do something like that with, like, Valhalla Legions, right? Just showcase, like, okay, this is coming and this is going to have this feature, just 30-second clip of it. But, again, they didn't do that. So, you're right. Miss opportunity. But also, sure. I wanted to say, what time was the connect? What time of the day was it? Early? 6 p.m. UK. Because the way I see it, when I watch Connects or Trails, yeah, I, I, I want something really gory. So when I watch Valhalla or I watch what's happening in Cyberpunk City, it's more adult content. So maybe they had to dial it back a lift for a younger audience. Maybe that's why they couldn't show all this gameplay that's footage. Not good for them. 
Because <laughs> it, it, it was before the watershed, so where I'm like, yes, show us all this gameplay. Why, why does Stadia get, and I just quick as I can, why does Stadia get a pass when it comes to this exclusive thing with so many people? Could you imagine even their first console with no experience, Microsoft or Sony or Nintendo ever releasing a game console without an exclusive title? It's never happened. It's never going to happen because the reason for it is no one will buy your console if there's not exclusives on it, just like no one's going to buy into Stadia without exclusives. It's been my biggest gripe. Why didn't they launch day one with an exclusive? They had the money. They knew they were going to come out with Stadia. They could have had a full, at least one decent exclusive, not time, to Stadia. That could have at least been on launch day while they were working on more. You do not launch a console in the cloud or physically without an exclusive. It, I don't understand it. It never made any sense to me. And they have more money than any of us can can think of ever having in our lives and money makes things happen you could have had an exclusive day one yeah but no one really cares do they sorry no one really cares about day one exclusives when a console first comes out because if i look at killzone shadowfall knack 2 rise sunset overdrive a lot of people didn't flock to these hardwares and go, ooh, I need them exclusives. Yeah, but you only need they, one. Halo did it for them. Gears did yeah, it for them. Need, Forza does to, it for them. Spider-Man for Sony. That, that's how a later date, isn't it? That's right, yeah. Stadia just needs one Halo. They just we, need one exclusive to their platform. We got guilt, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> nah, you just can't get new people without exclusives it'll never happen it'll never happen nobody's yeah. going to buy into a service yeah. just to play third parties or timed exclusives i think to kind of echo what Holtz is saying is they did it daytime they're marketing at an audience that can't play right now you know, they're marketing at the younger crowd the more casual gamer but they're making it really hard for that to happen right you know all these kiddified games with no family share and you're not going to go and say, oh, I'm going to go create you a Gmail account and put all my details in and my credit card and give you access to it. It's, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So I we I think we covered heck out of the disconnect. Um, but, yeah, let me know if I'm missing anything. Uh, but uh, what Real quick, can I just yeah. say that that click to play stuff was such a giant art. In, like, I just couldn't believe how... Like, what were they thinking with click to play, though? I don't get it. Like, I, I, if you're new to Stadia and you click to play, you're prompted to do something. You don't get to click to play. Yeah. I want to sign up to Stadia Pro. I know. Yeah. yeah exactly. To enter your credit card details. Who's who's the genius who thought click to play was the, yeah. was the right way to go on this? I was yeah. just like, come on, dude. Like, what is that? So yeah. uh, it definitely wasn't the poster boy of the Connect, and it shouldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. To be I, fair, I don't click to play. I ask my assistant to play. I go, Google, play this, and it plays. So I, I ask to play. to play. On my phone, two or three times to pick the, the game and the screen. <laughs> no, wait, ranges. By the way, by the way, if you guys haven't seen uh, Eddie Player One, he did a video <laughs> on the click to play stuff. Man, he had the only thing missing from that video was like actually him clicking it so I could have seen the, <laughs> yeah. the joke at the end sure. that you click sure. to play and nothing actually nothing actually happens. Happened. Yeah, but that was... It, that was but the final thing i just want to say real quick i don't want to like i know we pretty much have been harsh this whole time i overall think they gave good information in general like there was a lot of good positive things that came out good games that were talked about that they brought up at the connect everything just the execution was just bad all around but overall i think it was decent i don't think it was as bad as everyone claims i mean you guys feel free to think it's bad as bad as you guys want but yeah 
I think I think they they have the right ideas. They have the right thoughts. They need a lot of work. I actually I did promise. Sorry, I, I did promise myself I'd try to say something nice about it because I knew this kind of conversation was going to go this way. So I 100% agree with Holtz. And if anyone feels slightly salty about this, definitely go and watch Sonny's video because it will make you feel better. <laughs> I, I'm not 100% sure if it's because of the words he's saying or just his voice, but it'll make you feel better either way. So I recommend <laughs> you go watch it. Warm and fuzzy. Oh to kind of round off that point on a nice high note, you know, they did actually announce a load of new games, some of which we weren't aware of before and certainly some coming a bit sooner than we thought. Did you actually keep account of how many new games they actually announced? I think someone said uh, uh, 17. Seven, that's the number that got thrown out. I didn't actually count it. Yeah. Was there really that many? But I think it was 17 because it was some of the games we already knew. Um, right. I forget which ones, but yeah, 17 was the number that was being thrown out. Right. Right. So that's not too bad, really, for a, a summer games fest. I think we just we did get a bit caught up in the. Oh my just god! Didn't feel like a fest. Yeah. So you seventeen know, games in one announcement when Ubisoft only announced what five or six, and yeah. uh, Sony, Xbox, they none of them announced that many titles. Right. But, so yeah. it was fairly good from that point. But again, we we still feel that they're missing a trick, but they are still slowly making progress. And they are still slowly rolling out those games. I do think that with six months to go, we're a little way off that 120 titles or whatever it is and some of the big features. So let's hope that the back half of this year is going to be action-packed. Oh, I've, so- uh, I've changed my mind, by the way. I want to say a couple more nice things, but then it's going to flip again. So the the few new nice things I noted down, Dead by Daylight being crossplay, very good because the because the audience just isn't there to find a game to play if it's exclusive Stadia players. And I think we've seen that with Destiny and Breakpoint and things like that. I was happy to get Hitman, Stadia Pro September, you know, AAA game-ish finally coming to to Pro and not another SteamWorld dig. was pretty happy about that. And Orcs Must Die, I did play on stream after the the Kinect and I did enjoy it. So I thought it was good. But then I'm going to completely 360 and just say, has anyone looked at the sale yet? Because I was not impressed for a summer of games sale. No. Good point. Good point. Oh, huh. Yeah. yeah, Octopath wasn't... I mean, there was uh, decent sales with Division and the other one, but the rest, you expect a summer of game sales. Like, I thought it was a rival something like Steam, and it was not... It was kind of... Like, there were some good sales, but it just wasn't as big as I thought it would, so it was a good point. Hmm. If you yeah. uh, if you compare it to the Ubisoft forward sales, if you go to the Epic Store and their AAA titles, some of the best games that Ubisoft is known for are up to eighty percent off. So, like here in wow. the UK, they're less than ten pounds for some yeah. really big titles. Yeah. Wow. And then I go, I went on to Stadia to do the comparison, and about three quarters of the list was DLC characters for Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z, yeah, yeah. so many of like them. The only other one, yeah. Oh man, I saw that. Crazy, crazy. All right, let's move. Let's move on. Well, I, just, I just want to say one quick thing. Yeah. I I walked away from this thinking Google's marketing was, the video was a connect, and he named that to connect new users to the platform. And then when you're on the platform, you're a community member, and that is where you have to go to a community blog to get your news. That's what I think they were playing with the idea. Yeah, should they communicate that better? But. 
This is a really cool platform right here because, again, you know, we all have our takes. You guys, again, saw our reaction. But Sunny, like, covering uh, Stadia Hardcore, it's pretty cool to, like, see your perspective. And I think just making that video, I mean, I you've seen Holds, like, having a change of heart, Mark, too. So it's pretty cool to see, like, you know, different people with different... They should use uh, your video, honestly. Yeah. it was a good video i I liked how you went through that with stadia and one positive for me i will say real quick at least you can play the games on stadia that are there stadia does give the most consistent streaming play experience over all the cloud gaming that for me personally that i try and i hear a lot of people say the same thing that it streams and it runs really well we just need the game so that i mean it i can't complain once about how stadia has worked for me as far as streaming right yeah i agree I, yeah, you just click to play and it works, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> if you already are a member and you already have the game, and yes, you can just click the button. <laughs> I would have loved, um, for instance, we're in summer, right? We know come September, Avengers is coming, and then Steady is going to have a killer lineup. My thing is, what are we going to be playing now to September, right? I wish they would have just give us some more meat with games around that time period because again you have Valhalla, you have cyberpunk you have legions you have a lot of triple a titles coming up. i think marvel avengers oh. is coming out in september Sometimes. september i thought it was august was it I september think it's august one yeah is it august it's august yeah, yeah. oh wow okay so but so, you got month, so. <laughs> so that's a big one next month okay i can live with that i can live with that but so let's move on to Shadow. We have about, um, let's see, 10 minutes before we start taking questions. It's also September 4th on my phone for That's what Marvel I thought, Avengers. But, yeah. um, Damn, September is a busy month. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely going to be. So Shadow, uh, something we are not going to do is we're not going to take a lot of time if there's not any news with a cloud game platform. And I just want to say really no new announcement. Uh, the cool thing is you can play these PC games that came out, uh, Death Stranding and um, Hyperscape on Shadow right now. But apart from that, there's really no new Activision news that I'm aware of or Ghost being available news. Um, unless, Mark, if you know if anything you want to plug in because you are the Shadow guy, um, let us know. But I, I haven't heard anything. Uh not that no uh i i completely mirror that we've we've had a lot of conversations about this game isn't available on this platform and this might get removed from this platform and it is just a a consistent known that you know as long as it's on pc you can get it on shadow and that is why i kind of choose it for my for my daily driver in terms of news i would say the obviously uh if anyone isn't already if you sign up to the shadow community forum uh if you are uh, if you've pre-ordered and you're you're waiting, you want more updates, they do their weekly progress, which is based on the day they post their update. They'll say, uh, we've just activated this person and they pre-ordered on this date. And that gives you an idea of where you are in the queue and when you're likely to get activated. But the reason we're probably not getting a lot of news at the moment, uh, specifically just talking to them, is because I know everyone's on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to say this. My gripe with this is, Shadow doesn't do ultra-wide yet. Am I correct in saying that? Right? But Hideo Kashima, he actually put a video out of Death Stranding going, look, on PC, you get 
ultra-wide settings. Uh, so if I wanted to play Death Stranding at its most glorious potential mm. on Shadow, I am restricted. That's I, think it's, I think it's the other way around. I think you can get ultra-wide on Shadow. I, I don't have, I don't have the maybe super. I've seen, I've seen them um, promo it a couple of times, but I'm not sure if the monitor was an ultra wide or a super ultra wide. But I think it's the complete opposite because I know somebody who has. Uh, I don't think it's it's just an, an ultra wide. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter complain about this for Death Stranding, is that they said experience it in this, but it actually launches in a 1080 resolution and doesn't feel an ultra wide screen. And you cannot go into the settings of Death Stranding and play around with it. It does not. We're a usual game. You can go into that and you can set resolutions. Right. He does not want you touching a single thing (laughs) in the code of that game. Right. That was an issue for GeForce Now is actually stuck at 720p, I think, for the first I could change mine. I was 1080p on GeForce Now. I could change mine. When the game officially launched, the night it launched, it was in, uh, on Reddit too. People were like, uh, but they, they updated it to make it 1080p. Uh, maybe but when just... it launched, yeah, it was stuck at 720. Um, but I don't know if that was the issue people were having with Shadow, um, Mark, but that sucks. On both, I've managed to change the resolution. I can change the graphic settings and resolutions and quite a lot of settings on there, actually. So my biggest yeah, problem I'm playing 1440p Death Stranding on Shadow and 1080p on GeForce Now. And I've seen 4K videos of it as well. So yes. Yes. My biggest gripe with Shadow is that they massively oversold and they're still kind of feeling that pain. Um, I haven't followed their news as much recently because it just makes me sad. But they removed the Ultra and Infinite uh, tears from their website. They just disappeared. And it was only because I was checking to see if there was any like change. I think Holtz, you said last week about uh, mm-hmm. you managed, email. you got an email to say that you could upgrade. So I went and looked and it was like, well, where are they gone? They're not even on the website anymore. I managed to find a way through once I'd logged in, but I had no option to change my subscription. The website just said that they are for members only to upgrade from and when I contacted support they said they've sold out it's no news they've sold out but actually I committed to a year so I don't think I'm allowed to change my subscription to a higher tier because I'm locked in for that year so until I come up close to the time I didn't even have that change subscription option and there have been three or four other virtual cloud providers that have sprung up in the last two or three months that are starting to hit mainstream. And I think Shadow is going to be in trouble. They're going to lose a lot of people if these people get their stuff together and actually start marketing because for them to remove those tiers, I still can't buy storage. It's been two or three months I've been stuck with 256 gig of storage (laughs) with oh you can play any game on our platform yeah I can one at a time so if I want to play Warzone I have to uninstall everything I want to play Death Stranding I've got to choose what I need to remove from my system to play it and it's just a horrible experience and they their communication sucks it's we have no news on storage we don't know when it's arriving right 
we think that we're going to be able to start activating the existing ultras sometime this year. Right. It's like you need to be more specific than that. You've built a business on selling people computers. <laughs> so you need to know if, and they're continuing to sell, by the way. Right. They haven't stopped and said, right, we're going to catch up and then we'll open it again. It's they just keep letting people on right. and saying, oh, it, it's going to be another two months. Oh, it's going right. to be another three months. Right. It's just killing their reputation. Well, I wonder why they can sell more boosts than Ultra and Infinite. Because it must be the same engineer just setting up the PC on their end and hooking it all up. So why are they pushing boost more? And they should just cut it off, shouldn't they? If they haven't got the engineers to install. They should just cut them all off, catch up, and yeah. sort that stuff out. Because they know people are going to buy boost, and then they're going to go, oh, I need extra storage. Oh, I can't buy it. Right. So I know that they are having issues because of the CV virus, right? But has the communication been this bad before? Because, you know... They, they let us know that the reason why they are struggling with availability and um, all that is because the CV virus. I just want to know, Mark, you've been using them for quite some Has the communication been this poor or are they just overwhelmed right now because they short stuff and stuff? A uh, bit of both. Obviously, they've they definitely got hit by, I guess we're calling it CV because of YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> communication has never been their strong suit. Um, and then I think we've basically already said they have a historic condition of over-promising and under-delivering. Um, obviously, some of the things impacting them at the moment, uh, a lot of it is sort of stuff that I can't talk about, and it is just uh, partnerships with people. And at its basic, it's sourcing hardware, and it's real specific for the Ultra and Infinite tiers. It's real specific specific specialist hardware that they need to source and have manufactured for their uh, server plays to get it operating correctly as well. So it's it's very different from uh, people who slap the server blades together filled with uh, generic PC components compared to these ones, where they need to be specially made, specially ordered, delivered, fitted, cooled correctly. And I know they've had some issues with, uh, essentially the initial delay was, put all those components together, um, tested it out, it seemed okay, expanded a bit, had a major issue with one component, needed to replace all of those components, and that pushed everything out. And that was the reason for the for the initial delay, and that's what they're trying to catch up from now, basically. Interesting. Interesting. Nice. Again, it's cool to have different people in this panel, man. Very insightful and appreciate that um so like i said in the comments we have about 15 minutes left to so but we're open to take questions so chief uh i don't know if you gathered any but um if you guys see anything that stands out in the comments and you guys want to answer people on the panel let me know um and we'll get to those chief, i think we should uh, adopt the uh, the shadow style and warn people ahead of time but not with the wonderful naming convention that they have to give for the uh, get them to be shouted out. But I think if you guys have got questions specific, I know we've covered a lot of stuff today. So start typing. Uh, we'll do a little bit of filler as we scroll back through the questions. I've seen a couple, a couple times asked about um, 
the Uplay Plus coming to Stadia, and I know we've talked that, uh, about that a bit here. And uh, to kind of echo what I said last week, but I'll, I'll say a little bit differently, is I don't think you will ever see Uplay Plus come to Stadia in the form that it is on PC. It would take too many years to redevelop all those games, but you'll see it come in a form that you see EA Access on Xbox. That's a $4.99. You get access to demos, to brand new games. You get a discount and you get a vault of games that actually has built up pretty well and you have a pretty good amount of vault. But it took them time to build that because it's mostly made of new games that became older and cycled through. I believe you will see Uplay Plus uh, come to Stadia, but it's going to be in that kind of a form and you're going to get new games. and, And as more new games come out, they'll be added and added and they'll build a library for you there. But don't ever expect to see the PC Uplay Plus come to Stadia or any console or anything. It's just I doubt that'll ever happen. I would just rather have Uplay Plus support in the respect that I still subscribe to Uplay Plus through Ubisoft, but I can just download those games. I can just claim those games on Stadia once my account's linked. So I I wouldn't care if there was five or 50 of those games on Stadia, as long as that I can just claim it like a pro game. If I've got Uplay Plus... I should just be able to claim Breakpoint on Stadia because I've got Uplay Plus. But, but I mean, so, that doesn't massively help Stadia, but that's right. the kind of aspect that I think of Uplay Plus. My thing is they'll have to lower the price point because like sitting at 15 bucks right now, if you want to you know, utilize it, but if the games are going to be limited on Stadia, then it doesn't make sense to play because the thing is you pay $15 and you have access to all the whole back catalogs of games. If Stadia only supports, what, five, six Ubisoft titles right now, it's a ripoff, <laughs> really. Oh, you know? really? That's why I think you would see that EA Access thing, more like four ninety nine or something, right. and you'll get the newer games on Stadia. Of course, if you want to opt for the $14.99, you'll get them on PC, and you'll get that Stadia. I can see them doing some things like that, because they right. do those partnerships with consoles as well for that kind of thing. I, I think that's possible. Right. Okay. So, so with these subscriptions, I just want sorry, I just want a flexibility because on Stadia, I want more tiers and more subscriptions, but on Xbox, I want less. So I just want the options to pick and choose whatever mm. I want. Mm. Interesting. Okay. This question right here: um, Does Shadow have fast downloading? And I have to say, yes, it's actually incredible how fast you can download a big size game. I haven't done a video on this, but maybe one should be done. But what are your thoughts, people who have tried Shadow and downloaded The rule seems to be capped around the 50 megasecond mark. So although it is fast, with most of the larger games being 80 to 120 gig, that fast still doesn't feel lightning fast because it still takes half an hour half hour, 40 minutes for it to download and install. So some of the games like Rainbow Six Siege where it downloads a portion of it and allows you to play does feel lightning fast. But if you get past those kind of tutorial sections, you you are stuck downloading again. So yes, it is fast, but you're still going to wait for a new title half an hour, 40 minutes before you're actually going to be properly playing. Okay. Anyone else wants to answer that question and add to that or do you feel like chief is on 
I think my downloads have always been a, a bit faster than that. I, typically, a AAA title will probably take me about five to ten minutes to download. That's, that's yeah, that's what it's yeah, like for me as well. Um, and I think that's its its saving grace on the storage front. Obviously, they struggle with storage, and like we've said, every time you want to play a new game, you may have to uninstall something so that you can play the new one. But that fast download speed makes that a bit more bearable because you uninstall, download something, delete it, download something else, and you can swap over a bit quicker than, you know, your standard local internet speed. True. So that's my Steam experience too. It's a lot, it's definitely a lot faster um, installing games. Uh, so Stadia Kingdom, welcome. You said, uh, do you guys believe 2K21 will be next-gen uh, version of Stadia? I think it's been confirmed that is going to be the current gen because it should be releasing around September time, right? And so they say like next gen 2K is going to be coming later on in the year, I think October, November. So if we get the um, September version of 2K, it's more than likely it's going to be the current gen of it. Sonny, you would know, right? I think you even talked about this if you're... Yeah, no, you you pretty much nailed it. There's there's really okay. nothing... Yeah, it's, there's. I think it's just going to be current gen. How cool would it have been, though, if they would have been the first out for Stadia to right. have the next gen? I mean, that right. would have been some really good press uh, for right. not just 2K, but Stadia as well. But, you know, another missed opportunity there. Right. Okay. It's a shame they never put um, crowd choice in sports games where I could speak to the YouTuber community and say, like, how should I take this free kick? Should I do a pass? Or see if I can square <laughs> it from 45 yards? Right, I think right. just having them little options on the stadium would have made having niche-gen graphics just a little bit more a better selling point. Right. True. True. Did someone highlight that question from Voltron? Yeah, sorry. Oh, I thought I was going through. Okay, uh, can Origin games be played on GeForce now? Uh, I think the only Origin game that can be played currently is Apex. I don't think there's any other titles on there at the moment. Yeah, I, I have not tried an or, uh, Origin game on GeForce now. How about, uh, Jerry, have you? Apex is the only game I've had, had show up for me on, on GeForce now. I know there's talks of getting more over there because they're moving their Origin store to Steam. The rumor is there's going to be no more Origin soon enough, uh, very possibly, and you'll just see all your EA games on Steam, and Steam really likes GeForce now, so the rumor is there's a very good possibility of seeing more of those, but right now I believe it's just Apex. Okay. That's interesting, Jerry. So what's going to happen to Origin Premiere? Is that going to be rolled into Steam? Somehow? Yes, so if you have Origin Premiere and you have, yeah, they're supposed to make it to where your subscription will go back and forth. So, like, if you if you have it, you'll be you'll be accessing those games through Steam. That's, that's just kind of where supposedly they're headed with it. Their Origin store has never been that popular, so it would actually make sense for EA to dump that eventually and still offer that subscription, but let you go uh, just add those games to your Steam library. Everybody seems to use Steam, so... Interesting. Okay, good to know. Uh, Steam vs. Epic Game Store for cloud gaming, which... Steam for the win. Yeah, I would say, right? Steam Steam for the variety, but I mean, recently with the Epic Game Vault, right. every week, two, you know, one, two or three free games a week, and some of them have been really decent titles as yeah. well, not just they're, they're throwing some trash at you to, to try and appease their audience. There have been some pretty good titles, actually. Right. So like GTA Five. <laughs> true yeah 
Yeah, they have had a lot of really good titles. I think Epic gives away some of the best free games. They do. Uh, on they PC. Yeah, definitely. I just hate you that. You sign up and claim them every week. <laughs> it's just to have them for free. That launcher does not play nice with GeForce now, though, and it winds me up every time. Yeah, but so... It, sorry, it, no, it kicks me off, like, trying to play Star Wars on the uh, Fallen Jedi, whatever it's called. Every time I try to access it through um, GeForce Now, it kicks me off, and I hate that. It's not, it's not fun. Yeah, I have to log in every time on GeForce Now and flip the stupid animal as the second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steam is the only one on GeForce Now that consistently remembers my login. Yeah. And and that's why I'm trying to play more Steam games on GeForce Now because Ubisoft, it's like flip a coin whether I have to log in or not. Right. And then Epic, it's like pretty much guaranteed I've got to log in. Steam is the only one that I feel like I can just launch. Like Death Stranding, I can just launch and walk away because it launches really fast. But the load to the actual game just seems to take forever for some reason on all platforms. I don't know if other people have experienced that as well. But right. the, the title screen is super fast, but as soon as you hit continue, it's like, okay, make a cup of tea time. Right. Jerry, did you want to say something about that? No, it's funny because I have the opposite. I rarely have to re-log in with Epic, but with Ubisoft, it's literally every time. Even if I just quit a game and go back in, I got to re-log in, and I just won't even play it. Sometimes I'll just pick something else because I don't feel like re-logging in. But for Epic, I've been fortunate that I rarely have to re-log into it. But Steam, you're right, is perfection. I've never it's it's always ready to go. Right. Okay. So someone said Phil, Phil Harrison didn't even bother to retweet this Steady Connect. What do you guys think of this? <laughs> Uh, it's, it's 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 really embarrassing. They got to put that Come guy's on, face Sammy. on a milk carton to see where the heck he's at because I, I can't believe it. Yeah, it's yeah. Again, Google Stadium Deer PR and uh, anyway, nothing to say. Nothing to say. I think Phil is putting uh, pictures of X Cloud on his mantle, and uh, Stadia is that child that he doesn't want to talk about to his friends. Well, yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's around. He's doing things. <laughs> All right. Any other questions uh, that pop up to you guys? Uh, I think this is the last one that I see, but if something else pops up, let me know. He says, do you expect another Connect before the launch of next generation consoles? What are your take on this? I hope not. They have to. <laughs> I, yeah, they kind of have to, they and have hopefully to, it's a first-party title that they're going to... Sh- if they don't have a first-party title, I would kind of tell them, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. But if they do, if they have like a good one, by the way, not that crap that we saw yeah. the other day, they have a good one to showcase, then yes, absolutely do it. Do we what? think uh, live stream this time, or just another random upload oh, of a video? Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about the videos, <laughs> but it, it it's missing something. It's not good. If they premiered it, if they put it up ahead of time and premiered it, I wouldn't be so fast. But the fact that it is just a video, just a video on demand like anything else, and there's not even any pre-warning of where it's going to be, is just an epic fail on my front. You know, I don't mind a premiere because then it makes it feel like it's live, even though right. it's not. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think they should take a page out of Nintendo's book with the directs because right. honestly, they do a killer job with most, not all, but most of their directs. Right. And uh, live or not live, I don't think it matters to me, but at least make it good. Yeah, I agree. 
Hi, fellas. I think we answered the majority of the questions here. So, again, appreciate you guys being here. Appreciate you guys watching. And don't forget, we do this every Saturday at 2 p.m. And we have pretty much the same members on this panel, which I think is awesome because they all come from different um, backgrounds and cover, you know, different things. And it's cool. It's cool. So, again, join us next Saturday at 2 p.m. And, again, appreciate you guys being here. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace out.